This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, August 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Organic rice threatened by Harvey. House Ag and Purdue head to farm progress. New studies put dollar signs on conservation practices. Like cotton, soybeans, and sorghum farmers, rice producers are also facing losses due to the record amounts of rain being dropped on Texas and Louisiana by Tropical Storm Harvey. The storm, which started out as a Category 4 hurricane when it slammed into the Texas coast Friday night, has been downgraded to a tropical storm. It's still deadly for crops, though, because of the enormous amount of rain falling on fields. About 80 to 90 percent of the rice in Texas has been harvested, according to the USA Rice Federation, but much of what hasn't been taken off the field is organic. This whole scenario shows the importance of planting early so harvest can occur before the traditional season for weather events like these big storms and hurricanes, according to the group yesterday. As a rule of thumb, we recommend planting early and harvesting before August 15th to ensure a successful rattan crop. It's not just Texas. Harvey is expected to hit the Louisiana border today, and soybeans are especially threatened. Kyle McCann, Associate Commodity Director for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, tells AgriPulse. McCann said it's been raining sporadically in Louisiana for two months, and farmers were just getting ready to harvest their soybeans when Harvey's rains pushed in on the state. Between 8 and 10 inches are expected in some areas, and that could mean damage to the crops. He said until the rain stops, we're not going to know what kind of damage we're facing. For more on Harvey coverage and the devastating effects on agriculture, be sure to check out AgriPulse weekly newsletter coming out later this morning. House Ag and Purdue head to Farm Progress Show. Decatur, Illinois will be a hotbed of farm policy talk today. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue and members of the House Agriculture Committee are both set to appear at the Farm Progress Show to hear from producers and see the sights at the farm show. Purdue will be stopping off-site at the Archer Daniels Midland Randall Research Center before visiting with producers and media at the show's ADM tent. House Agriculture Committee will hold a listening session at the Richland Community College near the Farm Progress Show site with Chairman Mike Conaway, Ranking Member Colin Peterson, Illinois Republicans Mike Boast and Rodney Davis, Land of Lincoln Democrat Sherry Bustos, and Pennsylvania Republican Glenn Thompson all are expected to attend. Although he's not a member of the Agriculture Committee, Representative Darren LaHood, a Republican of Illinois, also scheduled to be at the event today. Officers from the National Corn Growers Association and the American Soybean Association who spoke to AgriPulse say they hope to see an emphasis on a strong risk management program. ASA Chairman Richard Wilkins told AgriPulse at the Farm Progress Show, the most important thing that I want to hear them say is we're here to listen, adding that they believe most of the current farm bill is working well. Kevin Skunis, the National Corn Growers Association First Vice President, told AgriPulse, we can frame that up as in the hurricane that's hitting Texas right now. We have severe drought in the western part of North Dakota. So we know that even if we do things correctly all summer long, if Mother Nature doesn't agree with what we're doing, there's nothing we can do about that. 
New studies put dollar signs on conservation practices. Using soil health practices such as cover crops and no-till can boost farmers' bottom lines by more than $100 an acre. That according to a new set of case studies released by the National Association of Conservation Districts and Data Research. Cover crops and no-till can limit soil loss, reduce runoff, enhance biodiversity, and more, according to the NACD. Naturally, farmers who are considering adopting these practices are keen to know how they will affect their farm's bottom line. NACD CEO Jeremy Peter said the case studies add numbers to the loads of anecdotal data that he says conservation practices benefit the land and producers' pocketbooks. During the three-year study period, corn-soybean farmers experimented with cover crops and or no-till and quantified the year-by-year changes in income they attributed to these practices compared to pre-adoption baseline. They found that while planting costs increased by up to $38 an acre, fertilizer costs went down by up to $50 an acre. Erosion repair costs decreased as much as $16 an acre, and yields increased by up to $76 an acre. The District of Columbia's transition to a new computer system for its SNAP program has delayed delivery of benefits to needy residents, that according to a lawsuit filed in federal court. The suit by four individuals and nonprofit group bred for the city seeks to force the district to act immediately on eligibility determinations and issue benefits. The plaintiffs also are asking that the city tell residents whose applications are not processed in a timely fashion that they have the right to a hearing. SNAP stands for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Benefits are distributed by the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service, which warned D.C. before it launched its new computer system in October that it should have tested it by using a live pilot. When FNS reviewed the new system two months later, it found numerous problems, including delays in benefit processing and eligible households not receiving benefits. Washington dairy workers get $600,000. Nearly 300 dairy workers who allege they worked for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week without paid meal or rest breaks or receiving overtime pay will split a $600,000 settlement. A Yakima County Superior Court judge has granted preliminary approval to the settlement brought by workers against Ryer Brothers Dairy in Outlook, Washington. The dairy has been sold and the new owners are not involved in the case. Part of the case, which involves the question of whether farm workers should receive overtime pay, is likely to head to the state Supreme Court, that according to Columbia Legal Services, which represented the farm workers. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, August 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.